Hey, welcome back. So I realized that all of my podcasts thus far have been really heavy topics. So I'm going to change it up and we're going to go on to the lighter side and we're going to talk about my relationship with my husband, Keenan. So we met in ninth grade in orchestra class and we both played the viola, but we did not sit next to each other the entirety of the year. However, at the last concert of the year, I don't know what happened, but somehow we were sitting next to each other. And in typical Dick's fashion, their icebreaker is, hey, did you know I have 10 brothers and four sisters? Well, at this time, it was only three sisters, but, you know, and I was like, no, no way. And he kind of pointed out his mom and dad. Um, Not everyone was there, obviously. It was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And then that was basically it. So that was, that sums up our ninth grade year. But we technically met in ninth grade. In 10th grade, we were in orchestra again together. But again, we did not sit next to each other. However, We are both in AP World History, and this is where fate definitely played a part in our relationship. So on the first day of class, Mr. Conrad, our teacher, was standing outside of his classroom. He had a hat, and in the hat was a bunch of scraps of paper with numbers on them. So he was like, grab your number and then find that desk in the room, and that's that's where you'll be sitting. So it wasn't like the desks were numbered in like chronological order, like one, two, three. They were like scattered. So like one, 17, 22, four, seven, all over the place. So I grabbed a number. Keenan grabbed a number and we were sitting next to each other. Is that not like fate? So it was in that class that we really became closer friends. And I would say probably in the middle of the year, so around December, maybe like Christmas break, um, we exchanged phone numbers. Then we started texting. Now, I'm about to show my age here, but when I was in 10th grade, that was sort of at the cusp of when people were transitioning from like phone calls to like only texting. Like I know at that time, my parents were on a phone plan that only allowed so many texts per month. So I think it was like around 300 um, before eventually like everyone texted each other. Like my mom was texting and you know, my sisters were texting. So it's like, okay, we'll just get the unlimited plan. But um, I mentioned that because we were, it was one evening and we were texting back and forth. And like I said, I had been so cu- accustomed to just calling people on the phone because all my middle school years, you know, I would just hang out by my house phone. I was like, hey, do you mind if I call you? Because they're just getting tedious texting. I would never say that now, but you know, back then a little bit different. And he obliged and we had a, a conversation. And when I say we had a conversation, it was really just him talking to me, but he was telling me like stuff about his past. Like I said, we were just kind of like getting to know each other, like, you know, becoming like really, really close friends. And after this conversation, it wasn't like it was like a one and done. This became almost a nightly thing where we would just get on the phone, usually after nine o'clock because it was free at that point. And we would just sit on the, the phone and talk like he would just be eating dinner or I would just be doing homework. Like, like I said, like I would, he told me so many stories and I really got to like, kind of like know his family, even through the phone. It was a really, really cool time. I don't know if that's exactly flirting, but that's basically all we did. Just talked on the phone. So went through the rest of the school year, becoming even, you know, closer friends. And then the summer hit. And again, every, like the beginning of the relationship is so atypical for me. I am one of the most shy and reserved people you will ever meet. I promise you that. I don't ever start a conversation. Um, I say very little unless I like really know you very well. Um, But for some reason, I can't explain to you why. It was June 28th and Keenan and I were messaging on Facebook Messenger back and forth. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, like extremely late. And we had been 
messaging for hours at this point. And somehow I gathered the courage to ask him out for pizza. And as soon as I asked it, I was petrified because this is like, I had never asked a boy out. This is, this would, if he were to say yes, this would be my first boyfriend. Like I was really kind of going into new, you know, territories here. So I asked him silence. Like, I mean, usually you see like a little like text bubble, like that says he's typing nothing. I was like, oh my God. And it didn't even say like scene. So I'm like, did he, where did he go? <laughs> so I was just, I was very nervous. I made a horrible mistake. Um, so about a minute or two go, goes by and then my phone kind of vibrates and he's like, yes, like, yes, I totally want to, you know, get pizza with you. He was like, um, Facebook just blocked me for five minutes because he's one of those people that like text um, like word by word or like messages word by word. So like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, bubble, you know, how's it going? Bubble. What's up bubble? You know? So like, if you send too, so many messages in a row, like too fast, like Facebook will kind of block you for a second. So that's exactly what happened at that exact moment. And I was like, Oh my God, you scared me for a second. I thought you were going to say no. Um, but luckily he did not. So a week later we had our very first date. It was at the Saccones across the street from Ram Rock high school, right? Currently, it is Nikki's, but it's still a pizza place. I don't know how that works, how one business goes out of, you know, one place goes out of business, and then the next place it takes over is the same business. Not quite sure. Um, but here's how cool I thought I was. So I definitely pride myself on being studious and being a really good student. I don't know. I think that's a good, like, attribute to have. So during that summer between 10th and 11th grade, I was taking a, was it U.S. History? I believe so. Yeah, something like that. I was taking some sort of um, social studies class that gave me not only high school credit, but college credit. So I thought it was like kind of a, a good deal. So I was like, hey, like after class, meet me at the Saccones and we'll have pizza. He was like, okay, sounds good. So like my class got done a little bit early and I you know, went to the bathroom, make sure my hair looked okay. And then I sat on the bench across the street from the pizza place. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be reading. So like, he knows, like, I'm like super smart because that's super attractive. I don't know. It was just a, it was a weird thing to go with, but I was just going to ride it, you know, ride it out. So I just pretended to be reading and he pulled up, his brother dropped him off. And then we went to Saccone's. Now, I don't know why I didn't think to bring any money with me. Didn't even phase me. And Keenan only had literally $5 in his pocket. So the only thing that we could muster up was a slice of pizza and a drink. So he ate the pizza and I drank the pop. <laughs> so that was our sad meal. And then we decided to walk around Ram Rock High School. Um, I just listened to music together. And it was like either end of June, early July. So it was like at least 100 degrees outside so like our hands were just sweating profusely we would just kind of like wipe it on our pants and then you know get back to holding hands it was one of my favorite memories and I think it's probably one of his favorite memories too it was just so sweet um but it was you know just a pretty mundane date um and at the end he gave me a butterfinger and that's sort of like a kind of like a we like kind of like an homage to you know to the past every time we get each other a butterfinger um now it's more of like um sort of like a sentiment, not really like, hey, I want you to eat this because Butterfinger has changed the recipe since whenever. So not a very good, you know, candy bar anymore. But when we get it, it's like, oh, you know, so sweet, you know, kind of like, you know, throwback to the first date type of thing. So had that date. Um, and then a week later, we had our second date and we went to the mall. 
and this is when I had my very first kiss. I don't think it was his first kiss. Um, like he had one other girlfriend before me, but for a very, very short period of time. So I would say we're both kind of starting off at like, you know, even playing grounds of like not knowing, you know, how a relationship is supposed to go. Um, but we were in front. So if you live in Round Rock or the surrounding area, we went to the Lakeline Mall and right in front of the candy store in the front entrance, um, I would, you know, we were saying goodbye and he went in to give me a kiss, but he was wearing a cowboy's hat. So the brim of the hat hit me in the forehead <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And he was like, oh no, let me try that again. So he takes off his hat and then plants a little like peck on my lips. Um, so that's kind of something we do as, you know, humor now. Like we, if someone's wearing a hat, we like hit each other in the forehead. It was like, oops, sorry, <laughs> type of thing. So but he gave me a kiss and I was like, oh my God, super excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like my first boyfriend, like this is like legit and real and stuff like that. Um, and then we started the school year and I have to mention this because it's insane to me. So by the two month mark, okay, we've been dating for two months. Like I said, basically our first relationships ever, Keaton said, I love you to me. And we were 16 and 17 respectively. And I said it back, but like, I don't, it, that was the first time I had ever said, I love you to someone that isn't my family. And that different impact of telling someone you love them, that's not your family is very powerful. And that was a lot to sort of like take in at 16. Cause I was like, do I really mean it? Or is this like puppy love? Like, I don't really know. Um, but now Keenan to this day, he says that when he told me back when he was 17 years old and had been dating me for only two months, that when he said, I love you, that he imagined us with kids and being married and all of that, that wasn't in my brain, but that's what he says. So I guess he fell, he fell head over heels for me, whatever, but it's, it's pretty sweet, right? It's, it's pretty sweet. Um, so we were in it to win it type of thing really early on. Um, unfortunately, um, again, we were in high school. We were young. We didn't know what we were doing. So it was spring break of our junior year. And it was sort of a rough time. Um, like I said, it was my first relationship. And I was uh, like, okay, I was a little bit clingy. Okay, let's just let's just get it out there. I've definitely gotten better over the years, something I've had to work on. Um, but during spring break, like he had just gotten a job at subway and like he had worked all of the spring break like pretty much all throughout high school that i known him he was always trying to get a job save it for a car and kind of get that process rolling um it did not he did not get to it by high school um he finally got to that point after high school but it was something he was always working on and you know he'd work at subway all week like during spring break and like i only seen him like the friday before spring break started so he finally had a day off and i wanted to hang out with him but i don't know i think he was just overwhelmed and he wanted like just a little bit of space and he wanted to because sometimes like you know dates is kind of like kind of like a chore sometimes um especially if you're not like feeling it and like he had something already planned in mind so he was talking to people and i think it was just like a bad combination of all the things happening at once and instead of I don't know, us like talking about it, he was like, we need to break up. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting this. So by far the worst spring break of all of my spring breaks. Um, so not not the best, um, but I think once he had time to, you know, maybe get out of that work environment and kind of get back into the groove of like school and I don't know, just kind of take a breath for a second, he, he realized that was a silly mistake on his part and we were together within the week. So it was like a week break in our almost 12 years of being together. But 
that did happen again we were in high school it wasn't like someone cheated or I don't know something crazy like that it was just I think just a bad combination of things happening at one time and just kind of making a rash a rash decision I can't speak <laughs> um but after that, um, things went pretty smoothly, honestly. We finished our, our junior year, and then we started our senior year. Um, we ended up uh, going to homecoming and prom, super great time. And then school ended, and I was going to UT Austin. He was going to ACC. He finally got a job at Domino's and finally saved up to get a car. He was living with his brother, so kind of like had his own apartment type of thing. So we were kind of figuring out adulthood together. Um, and I don't think this is a stretch to, like, I don't think this is being out of line by saying this, but Keenan's not the biggest fan of school. Um, I think he could even tell you that. So ACC, after his first semester, he realized that's really not for him. Um, so he was working at Domino's, kind of figuring out, like, what's his next move? I was at UT Austin. This is something I wanted to do. I was just confused about what I wanted to do as a career. So that was sort of my challenge at that point. Um, so... It was the spring of 2012, and Keenan decided, hey, I think my next step should be going to the military to do the Navy. That was something he really wanted to do. He was in ROTC for a couple of years in high school, so I was, you know, going to back him 100%. So he signed up for what they call the DEP program, which is a delayed entry program. So I want to say approximately like April, maybe May of 2012, he signed up. And his um, ship-off date was 12-12-12. So I knew that, he knew that, but it wasn't something that we really talked about a lot, like what's going to happen to us type of thing. I think we were just going to play it by ear. There were a few conversations, but they were sort of open-ended. Like, like, would you come with me? Should I stay here? Like, what happens if we take a break? But like I said, it was more of like pondering, not actual conversations. So... He left uh, for boot camp to Illinois, and I was just sending him letters and just, you know, being the supportive girlfriend I am. Um, I went to his graduation up in Illinois, and then he had to do um, schooling in Pensacola, Florida. So once he got to Florida, we finally were able to talk again because the entirety that he was at boot camp, it was pretty much only letters, like snail mail. Um, but I think I'll have a whole podcast for the military stuff um, to go into detail about that. So he was in Pensacola, Florida. I was still in Austin. And that's when conversations about what we were doing next as a couple really sort of amped up. Like he was talking about rings. We were talking about engagement. um, And it was, I think, really getting serious. Um, And I think I knew it was about to happen. But we, uh, well, I took a plane to go see him in Pensacola on our four-year anniversary um, I had a feeling something was going to happen. I didn't want to like jinx myself. Um, so I got to Pensacola on, like I said, our four-year anniversary, and he proposed that night. Uh, he was supposed to do it at the beach, but it was raining that night. So he was just, you know, we were in our hotel room, and he kind of like was holding me. And he was just kind of like going through all of our memories together, like taking me down memory lane. And he sort of like pulled the ring out from behind his back and said, you know, do you want to make more memories with me or something along the lines of that. Really, really sweet. Um, Maybe I'm paraphrasing there, but the gist of what he said. Um, I was like, of course, yes. Like, I'm so excited, so stoked. And we had an awesome, like, little uh, weekend together. That was, like, our first time 
um sort of like doing things like as a couple like away from like our families like it was like kind of like I don't know us type of thing so it was really really cool really really special moment um so I come back home and then we have to figure out okay so we're getting married am I going to move with you am I going to finish my college degree here am I going to find something somewhere else um there's a lot of questions involved in that which sort of kind of amped up my anxiety at that time but that's a whole different thing which I've already discussed but um so we got engaged June of 2013 and he came back to Texas um during like Christmas time um in December of 2013 and I think this is public knowledge by this point but we actually got officially married at the courthouse December 20th 2013 uh, we don't recognize the anniversary. We I we always recognize it as our wedding uh, day that we had we shared with like like all of our family and all of our friends, um, but we technically got married December twentieth, twenty thirteen, and that was just so we could like start um, doing the paperwork because I was going to be moving out there, and you honestly start getting more money because you know, when you're married they give you more like housing allowance in the military, so a lot of benefits uh, by doing it that way. Um, but then he came back down, um, in spring break of March of 20. So we got uh, married March 15th, 2014, uh, super fun time. Awesome day. Like everything about that day was perfect. Um, every, we, all of our family and friends were there just really can't, it, it was just perfect. And honestly, big shout out to my mom because she flipped the bill for that and it was perfect. I couldn't have imagined it any other way. It was just, I loved it every, every single second of it. So we got married and then um him and I uh moved to Jacksonville together and that honestly that move was the first time we had ever lived together or like spent like I think well well I mean I I, honestly our first night together ever like I'm spending the night ever was the the day we got engaged um I never was able to spend a night at his uh, apartment just just rules that my mom had which makes sense uh probably probably will have the same rules for my daughter as well um but moving with him was sort of like the first time that we were like on our own doing this like this is like me you husband you know you know married team type of thing um and like I said it was not the greatest time for my mental health um so I already knew that when we got married he was going on deployment uh December 12th of 2014 so from March until December I saw him a total of I would say three months in in its entirety like he was always away Um, it's notorious that before a ship goes on deployment they do a lot of like what they call underway so there's a lot of like um, like trainings out at sea for like weeks at a time and only come back for a couple of days so that was a hard time honestly like the first year of our marriage we didn't see each other so like like I said we got married in March I basically from March until December I saw him for like three months out of the whole however however many months between March and December then he went on deployment in December um, and I did not see him again until July or was it June no July of 2015 so the first year and a half of our marriage we were basically apart um, which was definitely a little bit rough um, and definitely the heart, what is it? Uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Totally believe in that. Totally believe in that. 
Um, so I would say our marriage life really started um, July of 2015 when he was done with deployment. We were actually, you know, going to be together. I was actually going to live in a single place for, you know, a whole year with somebody because I was moving back and forth from Florida to Texas. It was a disaster. Um, so I would say that that year of marriage from like July or August of 2015 until like July or August of 20, 2016, by far, is that right? Or am I, am I mistaking dates? Now I'm all messed up. 2016? 2017? No. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, um, from like July of 2015 until July in 2016, that was like our first real year of marriage. And it was super cool. Like it was just me and him, just the dogs. And honestly, it was super awesome for me because I was still in school, but like he didn't have to get a job. Like he supported me. Um, like we got to, we're not really like, you know, going out to bars or going out to clubs, but like we get, you know, dinner all the time. And it was like, we play Pokemon Go a lot. Um, it was just a really nice, relaxing, fun time, really fun year of marriage. Um, I'm really glad we were able to have that because things certainly pick up in uh, 2017 for sure. Um, no, I feel, is that right? Okay. I, man, it just seems like so recent, but still so far away at the same time. So, um, in August of 2016, I actually have to move back home because we were thinking to ourselves, like Keenan has three months more left in the Navy. Like why get an apartment, uh, for only three months? Like he'll just, you know, stay on the ship or stay with, you know, crewmates or whatever. So I moved back home. Um, I ended up getting a job at a dog boarding facility. Um, and then he was able to come back in November of 2016. And then, who things really spice up. Um, when January rolls around of 2017, I realize I'm pregnant and we start a whole new journey in our lives of becoming parents, uh, which I wasn't quite ready for. I think he was probably more ready than I was. So I think, um, I think I'll have a separate again podcast for pregnancy because I wasn't a normal, typical pregnant woman. There's a lot of emotions that went through it. Um, so we, uh, were able to get an apartment together. Um, and then I gave birth and then my cancer story begins, which I've discussed. Then I had my amputation and, um, I have to say that the role of a caregiver is often put to the side because obviously um, someone who's going through cancer, like they're having like a life or death situation in front of them, but a caregiver has to go through so much. Like they have to keep everything else afloat while someone else is just basically trying to stay alive. Um, and he really did his part. Um, he's definitely an unspoken hero and all of that, um, along with my mom as well. And honestly, my whole family, but um there are many times where he would, you know, get off of work, uh, stay with me at the hospital overnight and then like leave at five o'clock in the morning and then like drive back to work in the same clothes. Like, you know, didn't shower. Like, I mean, you know, and then having to watch, you know, Frankie, like, you know, the weekend that I got back from chemo. Cause I just kind of was a little bit weaker and just, you know, kind of like really, um, dehydrated and kind of had to get back into a routine type of thing. So he really stepped up during those weekends and took care of Frankie. Um, 
and obviously in the middle of the night he always had to go get bottles or diapers because obviously at you know halfway through chemo I couldn't walk because I didn't have a leg anymore so you know he really you know stepped up during those times and I would say that that first year of not only being parents um but you know just sort of that whole new world we had been pushed in was definitely um made us grow a lot stronger as a couple together I there's no either you grow stronger or you break apart there's only two things that could happen so we definitely grew stronger during that time um I think it was hard for all of us to say the least um and we were also having to stay with my mom, which was another challenge at that time. Um, and I, you know, obviously couldn't be in work and we had, you know, a small, you know, child. So, um, after my chemo was over and I was able, um, to walk, we were able to get an apartment, um, which he was able to pay for all for himself at it, you know, with his own job. Um, so my job was kind of taking care of Frankie. And then, I was able to land a paralegal job, which was super awesome. And because of that, and because of his VA loan and, you know, his great job, we were able to actually buy a house together. Like we, like, just like, as soon as we, you know, found out that we were pregnant, like we really had to do a lot of like, you know, big steps together as a couple. Um, so we were able to not only like buy a house, but, you know, see it being built from the ground up, which was really, really super cool. So like a brand new house, um, again, all thanks to Keenan and, you know, his military career. So we were able to move into our house, um, July of 2019. And it's been, you know, sort of a crazy time since then, you know, with, you know, 2020, um, a pandemic hitting. And then now recently with, um, me losing my job just because the small firm I work with just didn't have enough sort of work to go around. And I was sort of like the newest one there. So, you know, we've definitely, I don't know if there's anything else that we could go through as a couple that I don't, other couples haven't gone through. Like we really took our vows, at least I know Keenan for sure did, you know, from rich to poor, you know, from sick to ill, like he's been there you know, we've definitely been there for each other through every sort of highlight and low life of life that we can, you know. So um, I love that kid to pieces. He is my soulmate. He is my rock. He is my protector. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but I just, I love every, I love him with every fiber of my being. Like, I just love him entirely. Um, obviously, there are things that, you know, I do that annoy him that he does that annoy me, but um, there is nobody else I would rather spend my life with than with him. He just, he knows me inside and out and he loves every part of me, even the parts that I don't love. Um, so that's sort of our, um, relationship in a nutshell, I guess. Um, it's definitely been a journey. And like I said, I'm very thankful that I've been able to do this journey with him and to sort of like, I really like, obviously I know what life is like without him, but I've been with him for so long, like I said, almost 12 years now, that I really don't know life without him. I wouldn't know how to handle adult life without him. Like, we've essentially, like I said, we we, we um, started dating when we were 16 and 17, but like, I've really grown up with him. Like, we really had to watch ourselves grow into adults and sort of change and, you know, form our ideas and become, you know who we are today. You know, I don't think we've changed a lot, but 
there's definitely been growth on both of our ends. And um, like I said, we've been able to pick each other up when the other couldn't. So like I said, that's Keenan and I's love story. Um, like I said, I hope he listens to this one day because I just want to give him a big shout out that I appreciate you and you're the best husband and the best father that uh, me and Frankie could ask for. So anyway, that's it. A little bit lighter um, subject matter today. But um, I guess uh, until next time.